It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 one three eight one four five six seven or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com we hope you'll take out your bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of god's word on this edition of the virtual bible study and welcome into the virtual bible study for july 9th 2009 we're glad you're part of the program tonight uh, we look forward to your participation and the ways that we'll give you in just a moment to contact us on the program tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here. Hello, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you for the virtual Bible study. We've got a new look tonight. We do have a new look tonight, and uh, you've got a new sound tonight. Not sounding right? Well, you're okay. I think we'll work on that. Uh, we do have a, good, a new look tonight. We, we There are some things that need to be said. Yeah, uh, one of our members here, in fact, one of our elders, Gordon Mead, who's quite a cabinet maker, has made us a new set for the virtual Bible study. He's worked long and hard on this, and we really appreciate his efforts. And uh, I think everybody who's watching can see that he's done a marvelous job. We look like uh, network news anchors, Jacob. Well, you, we, I, don't, we, we, I don't know if we can go that far. <laughs> but uh, we do. We have a good set, though, and we have a nice desk to work from now, not the rickety piecemeal thing that we had before. Yeah, ever since the virtual Bible study has been started, we've just been adding a little here, a little there, sticking else, something else on, sort of just – patching things together, and uh, so uh, now finally we have something that actually accommodates all of our needs, and we certainly appreciate Gordon for uh, putting all this together for us. Thank you very much, and we hope that... And, uh, if, and if it is sounding a little different, we we did major rewiring today to get everything installed, and so... The, the, yeah, we may have to check your license because you did a lot of wiring today, And yeah. uh, but uh, we appreciate all of the effort on this, and we appreciate you being out there. We have an important topic uh, tonight that we want to talk about. In the news lately, there have been a lot of celebrity deaths. Uh, the list this keeps growing more and more. And as the celebrities die, we hear about what role models the celebrities were. Yeah, so these these celebrities have died, and they've lived they've lived horrible, immoral lives, engaged in all kind of ungodliness. And the news media and and the general populace keeps reporting. Oh, these were wonderful people. What great role models they were for us. Uh, of course, the one that's been in the news constantly for the last week or more is Michael Jackson. Uh, and, and of course, well, we don't need to identify all of his perversions. No, we but, don't. But uh, did you hear Al Sharpton sing his praises? Says there's yeah, nothing strange nothing about strange him. Nothing strange about him. And in other words, kids, this needs to be your role model. He's perfectly normal. Yeah. One of the ones that got to me, uh, those of us here in Tennessee probably a little, getting a lot more coverage of the Steve McNair murder-suicide that happened last Saturday. Um, and that's been on our local news just nearly constantly. Whenever they stopped covering Michael Jackson, they started covering Steve McNair. And uh, there was a man with a young son. A lot, of, a lot of fans were showing up at McNair's restaurant in Nashville and and leaving tributes and so forth. And there was a man with a young son there. And he said, I just wanted my son to be able to remember a great man like Steve McNair. He's a great role model, and I hope my son will remember uh, his good example. Here's a guy who died because he was involved, apparently, in an adulterous relationship with a woman who murdered him and then committed suicide herself. And she may have murdered him because there may have been a third third woman. That's right. 
And, and, and yet he's being touted as a wonderful role model. He likely was drunk while yeah. when she shot him, and yeah. they'd been out partying all night, and uh, he's a role model, and uh, our kids need to look up to him. That's what they're saying, and, sure that's, and that's what's prompted us tonight, Jacob, uh, to... To suggest the topic of role models, uh, what does the Bible have to say about role models, the need for role models, is it, is it appropriate to seek out role models, and then uh, beyond that, what can we do to to maybe help our influence, and what are some things we need to avoid that would destroy our influence? All right, we want to hear from you at 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. What about role models on the program uh, tonight, do we even need role models? You know, role models are something that uh, we talk about when we're uh, thinking about children, young people, uh, talking about them having role models. What about uh, role models in general? Uh, are they something that we need? Let us know your thoughts at 877-381-4567. Remember all of our contact ways. You just mentioned the phone number, the email, questions at collegeview.com. Remember that you can get updates on Twitter, uh, and we send those out every week to tell you what our topics are going to be. And so uh, we want you to be in touch with us. I think there's also some people communicating via uh, Facebook. Uh, about a, there, there. there is a Facebook group, and uh, that group is growing. So if you're on Facebook, look for the virtual Bible study. You can be part of that group. Share it with your friends. Okay. Uh, and so we want to we want to hear from you. Uh, give us and then the chat room, Jacob. Mention the chat room. The chat room is open, and uh, David, Dean, and uh, Jared are in the chat room chatting tonight, and so you can join in with. And a them. couple people are listening but not talking. That's okay. You yeah. can do that as well. Yeah. You can go to the chat room and see what other people are saying. You don't have to, you, just like the regular program, you don't have to talk there if you don't have the, the urge, but uh, join in in the chat room as well. Exactly right. So earlier today to our update list, and that's another thing we need to mention, you can get on our update uh, weekly update list, uh, send us an email, questions at collegeview.com. Tell, me, tell us, put us on the list, and we'll put your email on the list, and we'll send out an email about our topic. And to our list today, we sent out the topic about role models, and we asked these questions for your feedback. Number one, does the Bible attach any importance to having good role models? In other words, does the Bible see that? Does the Bible describe that as something worthwhile? Number two, what qualities should we look for in a role model? Number three, what steps can we take to be a proper role model for others? Number four, what are the worst things one might do to destroy his or her influence? So those are the questions we got out there, Jacob. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Join in on the discussion tonight. It's an important subject because I think as we go into the program, we'll see that we all have a part to play as role models in one way or another. Yeah, Jared in the chat room is saying about the things, the coverage of Michael Jackson, it's a shame that our society is honoring such a person. That's what really is disturbing to me, Jacob, is that not only is it misguided to think that people like Michael Jackson or Steve McNair or some of these others who've recently died are are role models, but it's an indicator of what's going on in our society and how bad our society has gotten. certainly is, and, um, you know, I'm afraid that there are many people who would claim to be Christians, though, who would be no better role model than Steve McNair or perhaps even Michael Jackson. And we need to we need to understand our our role that we play as role models. So join in on the important discussion tonight. First of all, let's talk about the fact that role models are suggested in the scripture, Jacob. I think the Bible points out this is this is something that's normal, right, proper to look for people to model yourself after. Certainly, uh, we look throughout the scriptures. Uh, Paul says that we need to use him as a role model. The things that we have seen in him, 
We need to be uh, following uh, Paul's example. We could look at Paul telling Timothy that he needs to be an example of the believers. On and on we go. We we see we're told and actually commanded to be a role model. Exactly right. Uh, Let's look at some of those verses that talk about the importance of of having an influence and using it for good. The one that comes first to mind probably is what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You're the salt of the earth, but if the salt had lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We're supposed to be salt and light in this world. Now, to do that, obviously, Jesus said, "If salt has lost its savor, it's good for nothing." In other words, if it's not doing, if it's not capable of doing what it's designed to do, it's good for nothing. And you don't set a, light a, a candle and put it under a bushel; you let it shine. So Jesus was saying we've got to let our example uh, be positive uh, in this world. And people are looking. Jesus uh, acknowledges the fact that people are looking. We are going to be a role model. People are observing us. Exactly right. Remember, you mentioned what he said to Timothy. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, the New American Standard Version says, Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, faith, love, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. In other words, People are looking at you. Don't, don't let them look down on you, but rather let them look up to the example that you are setting. Absolutely right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Um, let's look at some more verses here. We've got, we got an email from Steve in Sewanee, Kentucky. We're, we're waiting for your email. Give us, uh, give us some idea about role models, about what the Bible says about role models and so forth. I referenced earlier Philippians chapter 4, verse 9, where Paul puts himself as a role, up as a role model. He says, the things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So Paul says, you look at my example, live like I lived. Okay, exactly right. Um, he told uh, Titus, in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Uh, you know, he, he uses the word pattern there, Jacob, and all of us probably have had some experience at various times in using patterns. Uh, the, the pattern's got to be right, because if the if you, if you, for instance, when Gordon was making this, this console, if he had a pattern that was off and then he started making his parts to the pattern that wasn't true, then everything that followed would be wrong. Yes. Uh, women who cut patterns to make dresses, the pattern's got to be right. If the pattern's not right, then everything that follows will be off. Paul told Titus, you're going to be a pattern. People are going to be looking at you. They're going to be Im- imitating you. What is a Christian like? What does a Christian do? Yeah. And if he's off, if Titus is off, he was a he was a preacher and a teacher. If he was off, then everyone who listened to him and saw him and, and observed his example would also be off. So that's just how important it is. All right, eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven questions at collegeu.com. Steve gives us several uh, examples there of examples in the New Testament. Go ahead. He says, in the, uh, Steve is in uh, Swanee, Kentucky, was on the program a few weeks ago, says in his letter to the young evangelist Titus, the Apostle Peter, or Apostle Paul listed the qualities that should be found in older men. 
in uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 2, older women. Titus chapter 2, verse 3, young women. Titus chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, and young men. Titus chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. Regarding what is proper for young women, Paul directly told Titus to be a role model. He says, quote, in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that the one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. That's Titus chapter 2, verses 7 through 8. As a young man himself, Titus could not teach other young men effectively unless he exhibited those qualities the Lord seeks. It is vitally important to his teaching that Titus be a good role model, and uh, it's vitally important to our uh, lives as well. We cannot be effective exactly unless we're being a proper role model. Exactly right. Thank you, Steve, for that. Uh, Peter said, First Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation or manner of life honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. Here, Peter suggests that it's possible to even change your enemies. People who don't like you, people who speak against you, if you consistently set a good model, be a a positive role model, set a good example, you could even change an enemy who wants to say something bad about you but can't because of what he sees in you. All right. The chat room has got some comments that are very pertinent. David in Cookville says the best role model, and he references Jesus in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, he also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. There's a role model for us in our lives as Christians. He also references Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. That's Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, verse 7. So again, those who have lived faithfully in the past, we're to follow their example and then he also says we should are told to emulate Jesus, Paul, and if they are what they should be, elders and preachers. Did we did we get to Philippians chapter three verse seventeen? And we read that brethren be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. There's two role models there. That's right. The New American Standard version of that verse says brethren join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. So. Paul was definitely, uh, the the point we're making here, to our first point, does the Bible say anything about role models? Uh, Is there any value to role models, any importance to having a good role model? And I think the definite answer from the Bible has to be yes. The Bible plainly says so. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we want to hear from you at 877-381-4567, questions at collegeu.com. Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. I'm Greg Gwynn, a host of the Virtual Bible Study. Thanks for joining us for tonight's program. The Virtual Bible Study is presented weekly by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Each week on the Virtual Bible Study, we simply engage in the study of God's Word in an effort to better understand it, better understand how God views us, and better understand what He wants from us in our lives. We're not studying any creeds. We're not studying any books written by men. We're just studying the Bible. And we're trying to study the Bible alone without any of our opinions or wisdom mixed in. We're only interested in what our Creator has revealed to us us in his word. We realize that we're fallible and cannot direct our own steps. As a result, what we think or feel doesn't really matter. All that matters is what God has said. So that's what the virtual Bible study is all about. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Thanks again for joining us tonight, and we'll hope you'll make plans to join us every Thursday night for the virtual Bible study. I'm Arthur Haynes from Kaleoka, Tennessee, and one of my greatest highlights of the week is to listen to the virtual Bible study. 
Use your internet connection for something good. Listen to the Virtual Bible Study every week. Now, back to the program. And we're back on the Virtual Bible Study tonight. Thank you for being a part of it. As we talk about role models, they've been in the news a lot lately. We've had a lot of so-called role models die. And, in fact, they were role models, but they weren't positive role models, as I think, a lot of people are going to I say. think that's one of the things we want to cover before we get done is that you're going to be an influence on people f- for good there or for bad. There are a lot of kids who are living and trying to be like Michael Jackson, like Steve McNair, like a host of other celebrities that are absolutely not positive role models. But they are role models, and kids are living like them. And uh, believe it or not, people are probably living their lives to some extent like we are living our life. They're looking at us, and we'll talk about that as we get into the program. Okay. There's, there, before we move from that first point about the importance of setting a right example and being a good role model, I, I, I was thinking of an Old Testament example, Jacob, of Joshua. Remember the very famous statement of Joshua in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Of course, that was a famous statement about his commitment, his determination to do right. But what's interesting, that a, a few verses later there in Joshua 24 at verse 31, it says, Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. Joshua was definitely a positive role model, and, and, it, and it paid off in the fact that his children and even all of the nation of Israel were faithful as long as he lived, after he lived, as long as the people who lived had, who had been influenced by him, as long as they lived, Israel remained faithful to the Lord. And Joshua set himself up as a role model there. He says, I'm going to do what's right, and you follow what I'm doing. And, yeah. uh, and, we, and, he, was, and he was a definite leader in his family. He, he said, I, I'll tell you how it's going to be in my house, and we're going to follow the Lord. So uh, he was definitely, certainly a positive role model. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Be a part of the program tonight. Let us know. About role models, are you being a role model? What are some characteristics a role model needs? What do we should be should we be looking for in a role model? And finally, how do you ruin your influence? How can you be a bad role model? Let us know your thoughts tonight. Let's go to that second question, Jacob. And the second question was, what qualities should we look for in a role model? And and that's really, I, I think that's the consideration that prompted our discussion tonight because we're kind of not kind of, but absolutely disgusted by all this talk about some of these celebrities who uh, supposedly have provided role models for our young people when obviously their lives have just been a mess, a moral wreck. Um, So that's not what we want. What do we want? What are the qualities that we ought to be looking for in role models? All right. What are some characteristics that we need as role models? Let us know. Your thoughts? Uh, I don't. You're you're playing from a different song book than me the, the, today, and uh, you've got me you've got me confused where you're going in your oh. notes there. See, you. I, I don't know where you're headed, but uh, go I think ahead. I think those are the notes that you want to be looking. Uh, okay, looking right at. there. Okay. okay, yeah. All right. Um. Well, uh, certainly, if we're godly people, then we're going to want to be imitating those who are trying to live for God. I want to go back to that verse we read in Philippians chapter 3 at verse 17. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. Uh, Paul would serve as a, a worthy role model. It's not in there. 
that, that, that was <laughs> I got you all confused. I'm all confused. I don't know what page I'm on. <laughs> all right. Uh, Paul Paul would serve as a worthy role model for sure. Uh, and and he said others who would point to his kind of example are the kind that need to be followed. Uh, he says, observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. So Paul set an example as an inspired apostle of Jesus Christ. And then those who were influenced by him, he said, follow those as well. So we're going to look for people who have godly characteristics in their life. They're going to be truthful individuals. They're going to be spiritually dedicated kind of people. They're going to be committed. They're going to be active and working for the Lord. Uh, those are the kind of things that we want to find in a role model. If we're, if we're, I guess what you want to be, what you got to determine is what, where are you trying to go? You want to be a great football player? Well, maybe Steve McNair has qualities of a football player that you could imitate. But if your priority is to be a godly individual, then you're going to have to pick role models that are pursuing that interest. We do this in the physical realm. We do it in our in our business life. How many books have been written by successful businessmen telling us how they became successful? Uh, we were in a store on the way to the program tonight in which the founder of that store has written a book, and it was there on the checkout lane telling you about his success as a businessman because if you want to be successful, you look to people who've been successful doing what you want to do. So it is good to have a sports hero as a role model if you want to be successful in sports. Spiritually, if we're going to be successful and we have to be successful, we need to find those good role models that you mentioned there, Dad, following Paul, following other faithful Christians who's been, who've been successful. Well, I think, I think we'd break this down in two categories. We would break it down into the kind of role models we read about in the Scriptures. Like Paul, the ultimate role model, of course, being Jesus Christ himself. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, so there's two there's two categories. There's the biblical role models, Jesus being the ultimate one, men like the apostle Paul, other faithful men who lived both in the New Testament era and in the Old Testament era. We mentioned Joshua. We could talk about Moses. We could talk about Elijah. We could talk about Noah, Daniel, uh Jeremiah, I mean, there's just a whole host of Old Testament examples. In the New Testament, we have we have the ones we mentioned with the ultimate one being Jesus, of course. So all of those kind of role models would certainly be fitting ones. But then in another category, uh, I think that each of us have probably known in our lifetimes individuals that really stood out in our minds as exemplary Christians. And we can use them as role models too, and that would be that would be in a way fulfilling what Paul said there in Philippians chapter three verse seventeen, uh, when he said that we ought to mark them which have uh, so as you have us for an example. In other words, there's Paul. There's some people that I know who are trying to live like Paul, and therefore they're setting an example for me to imitate. Uh, and and so. That category of role models would be those alive and in our acquaintance today. Uh, you know, another word that gets thrown around uh, is the idea of hero. These people, you know, supposedly some of these people have been heroes. Well, the real heroes of the faith are described in the Bible, and there are heroes of the faith living today, and those are the kind of people that we need to, to pinpoint uh, in our minds and imitate them. 
All right, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeu.com. Jared in Cookville says this as we talk about picking good role models. Jared says, I think if we teach our children to value moral characteristics, that they will develop good role models. I think he's saying that they will choose good role models as they develop. What do you think about that? That if you'll teach your children to value good morals, then they will choose those who have good morals uh, to be their role models. Well, yes, I think I think that would happen uh, just almost naturally. But I would even be more specific than that toward our kids. Talk to them about this. Point out the good in people who are living right and say that's really great. Commend the good. You know, I think one of the things that we have trouble doing as Christians is commending others who are doing well. And we ought to do that. We ought to do it in front of our kids, and, and they ought to know that we that we prize such people. I would say this, though, about uh, children, and I'm no expert to this, Dad, but uh, we need to not give them any more credit than they're due. Uh, children don't have uh, the spiritual uh, perspective on things always as a, at a young age to pick the good role models. Children are going to pick role models based upon uh, their understanding of things and the things that they value. And as a young child, they'll value the sports star. They'll choose him as a role model over the because somewhat it, older, boring uh, gentleman who worships with if, him on if, Sunday. If all we ever talk about and all that we ever act enthused about is football, then our kids are going to say, well, I want to be like a great football player. I want to be like Steve McNair. He's a lot more interesting than that guy that sits but, in the but, in front but, of us. But if, if my children heard me commending some worthy Christian, maybe some some uh, gospel preacher or elder in the church or, or just some Christian who has really been work. Whoa, there. I guess everybody heard that. Uh, the glass tops slipped down. If they heard, if they heard uh, me commending some some Christian who's really doing a good job of living for the Lord, then they they begin to see that that's important and that's to be prized. Absolutely. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeu.com. So I think Jared is on the right track, but the children may need a little bit more steering, as you mentioned there, Dad, to try and get them to choose the correct role models. David says, I know these passages were already mentioned, but it is someone who is godly in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, he references there. And good works and doctrine showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned. He references Titus chapter 2, verse 7. So we do have to choose those who are exemplifying, as he says, the characteristics that the Bible tells us we should put into our lives. Uh, we got an email from Indiana that says, Every day you read of people that have done terrible things in their past, and yet people praise them both in life and after their death. People have short memories and also get drawn into the belief that sin is not necessarily that bad when you look at the good a person does. So in the worldly view, a few good things and all is forgiven. What a wonderful way to set the guidelines for a role model that we want our children to follow. The world is is changing and not for the better. I think that's exactly right because that's what I, I, I like that observation where he says people have these short memories and you know if it, it, it's almost like and I, I've heard it I've heard it said this way about these celebrities who've recently died. If you look at the at the body of their of their work, if you look at the whole of their life, it was pretty good. I mean, they did some really good they did things. good things. They gave yeah. they gave shoes to children without shoes or something. But well, they, I mean, Michael Jackson had written a, a famous song that made 
millions of dollars than was contributed to uh, needy people in Africa. Good thing. Steve McNair had a foundation in Nashville to help kids. Uh, good thing. And so the argument is being made that if you do some good things, then it offsets the bad you do, and it's okay. And that's just not biblical. But it is an idea that's very common exactly in right. the world today, and even among those who are religious, that if I just do enough good things, it'll make up for the bad things that I've done, and that is totally false compared to what the Scriptures teach. We're going to take a break and get this week's bullet point. During the bullet point, why not let us know your thoughts? We'll remind you, you can join in on the chat room. Some more listeners are in the chat room now. Uh, we have Jason in Pennsylvania. He's in Pittsburgh. And we also have... Um, we have um, Harv is up there in Pennsylvania as well. So we uh, would encourage you to join in the chat room or send us your questions or comments via email or get on the phones. The phone line is open, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Did you hear what they just said? Call in during this break and let everyone know what you think. The virtual Bible study continues after this announcement. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. There are three kinds of Christians in any local congregation. Which kind are you? First, there are those Christians you can always count on. When there's work to be done, when a volunteer is needed, when a need must be met, you can depend on these folks to step forward. They carry their own weight, and they help others carry theirs too. There's never a doubt about their commitment or dedication. Their obvious zeal serves as a positive source of encouragement to others. You're just never left to wonder where they stand because they demonstrate their faith in every way. These Christians serve as the core of any faithful congregation. Without them, important work would never get done. Crucial matters would be left unattended. The church simply would not do well. Thank God for all such brethren. May their tribe increase. Secondly, there are some Christians in most local churches that are absolutely out of it. They have little, if any, connection to the real work of the local congregation. They never are around if there is work to be done, and they simply do not volunteer to help with the ongoing efforts of the group. It's even impossible to count on these folks to attend the services regularly. Almost anything can serve as an excuse for them to miss the assemblies. And if they don't even assemble faithfully, we wonder if they're really doing anything in service to the Lord. Finally, there's yet another group that is in evidence in most local churches. These are the ones who are riding the fence. They want to give the impression that they are faithful and involved, but in reality their lives are full of compromise. They vocally claim allegiance to Christ, but they can't be counted on to consistently put the kingdom first. In Revelation 3, verses 15 and 16, our Lord described these three kinds of Christians as hot, cold, and lukewarm. Which term describes you? That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Hi, my name is Bob Tidwell, and I want to remind you that the Virtual Bible Study provides a great opportunity to use your computer for something good. So turn off the TV and guide the family around the computer each Thursday night for the Virtual Bible Study. Missed a recent Virtual Bible Study program? Listen to any of our past programs from the archive section of our website. Now, back to the Virtual Bible Study. And we're back on the Virtual Bible Study tonight talking about influence, and we're talking about role models, and uh, we're looking at what the Bible tells us about role models. We look forward to you joining in on the discussion tonight. And we should say thank you again for the... This is Faux Cherry. Faux Cherry. Faux Cherry desk that we're sitting on. It's very nice. We appreciate uh, Gordon for... Gordon Mead, uh, our, our our elder here at College View and uh, uh, world-class cabinet maker has put us in high cotton. Here. That's right. Thank you for that. All right. Well, the third question that we were talking about, now we're, we're on this topic of role models. What steps need to be taken so that we can be a proper role model for others to look to? That's our third question. We want to talk about that. And if you haven't answered yet uh, send us an email or get in the chat room or give us a phone call and then before we get done we're going to talk about 
what are some of the main things that can that people do to ruin their influence? Uh, of course, we're, so we're going to talk positive now. We're going to talk negative before we get done. Things to do, things not to do. Get in line now with your emails or your phone calls. We want to talk to you about our influence because certainly you have thoughts because you need to understand that you're being an influence. We'll talk about that as we go. That's on. right. In fact, uh, let's make that point, Jacob. All of us have influence. If you define influence, I was looking at the dictionary definition. Influence is the power to affect the conduct, thoughts, or character of others. That's what the dictionary says that influence is. And when you think about that, you realize that we all have an influence. And and it's, it's not a question, are you going to influence people? The answer to that is yes, you are going to influence people. Uh, the question is, is your influence going to be for good or for bad? And that being the case, then we've got to guard our influence carefully. I, I think this is something that, that we need to – maybe the first point is that we've, we've got to make a, a conscious effort to realize our, our, our example and, and the fact that it's going to influence people. In other words, if I just do something, and I might not think it's that big of a deal, you know, I just – to me it's just a minor slip. But if someone saw me doing that, maybe my kids saw me doing that. Or some weak Christian in the congregation saw me doing that, and and they were and somehow or another it it influenced them to be less cautious than they should be, to be less careful than they should be. Then I've really done something horrible. And so the the very first thing that we've got to do is realize that every day we are constantly influencing people. We're exercising an influence on people. And we've got to be careful to make it right. How many times have you heard someone defend their action by saying, well, this is between me and God? It's none of your business. It's never just between me and God. It it, it always affects my influence, and we need to understand that. So uh, we need to understand that, Dad. We need to remember that, and we need to look at ways that our influence can be perceived. And is it always being perceived as good? And we want to guard that influence. Exactly right. Uh, We already looked at a lot of the verses. We, We mentioned a number of them. Uh, in which we talked about what the Bible says, you know, the instructions to Titus, the instructions to Timothy. Uh, uh, Peter uh, said, you know, live so that even your enemies, if they wanted to say something bad about you, wouldn't be able to find anything bad to say. That's a pretty high standard right there. To live, to live at that level. And in the Paul's instructions to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, you already read this, I believe, let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, faith, and purity – Show yourself an example to those who believe. There's, there we have it both ways. People are either going to look down on us, we're going to be a negative influence, or we're going to be a positive influence. We're going to have it. It's going to be one or the other, and we need, and we need to understand that. That's right. You know, they, the, in, in the book of Proverbs, it warns about bad influence. And, and, of course, the warning is we need to be careful not to be a bad influence. Proverbs 24, verse 24 and 5 Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. So, you know, uh, if, if, if that's the case, if being around bad people can influence me to do bad things, then on, on my side of the equation, I need to realize that if I'm doing bad things, if I'm being a bad person, I'll influence people to be bad as well. Yeah, certainly. Absolutely. And wouldn't that be a terrible thing to know that because of your influence on the day of judgment, someone must give an account because they look to you and you discourage them or that you did not provide them with the positive example you could have. And now they must pay the price. You know, in the Old Testament, one of the greatest examples of somebody who was influenced for the wrong 
was King Solomon. In 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 3 and 4, it says, Solomon had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. Here's Solomon, wisest man in the world of his day, and yet he couldn't overcome the power of a negative influence. He was around all those heathen wives who worshipped uh, idols, and they they led him uh, into doing that. And so, uh, you know, if if Solomon could be led astray like that, certainly we got to realize that we could be. All right, eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeu dot com or join in on the chat room, which Harv in Pennsylvania has done tonight. Harv says that uh, I read a devotional the other day that pointed to the good things Mother Teresa did in her lifetime. I'm sure in all people we can find admirable qualities, but when someone doesn't even have the plan of salvation right, we should not hold them up in any way and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. We must be careful. So he says to be careful about holding up those who would be in religious error uh, because uh, we wouldn't want to uh, allow them to influence us in in that religious era. Let me back up a minute, Jacob. We were talking about some of the, the things we want to do to be good role models, and we didn't read an email from Steve in which he mentions this, the things that are necessary to be a good role model. He mentions faith. Hebrews 11 recalls many heroic Old Testament characters who acted by faith in their various roles, they all died without seeing the end of God's plan for redemption, yet they trusted and obeyed him, many of them even into great suffering. Moses, for example, made the conscious choice to suffer affliction with the children of God, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Hebrews 11, verses 24 through 26. The conclusion reached by the Hebrew writer concerning all those people was that they are our role models because of their faith. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Hebrews 12, verse 1. A role model must be one who clings to faith in all circumstances. That is not to say that we should look for sinlessness in a role model, for that would reduce the field of role models to one person, Christ. None of those in Hebrew 11 were that were without fault. We should rather look for the humility that says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, Luke 18, verse 13. I think that's really well said, Steve. Uh, so I, I like his answer. What do we need uh, to be a good role model? Faith, consistent faith, because really that's what Hebrews 11 does is holds up a whole lot of Old Testament characters as role models. And, and the thread that ties them all together is their faith. They weren't doing anything that was superhuman. And they weren't even sometimes doing anything that was phenomenal. They were doing what their faith directed them to do, just living like they should live. If we'll just do what we have, to, what we're supposed to do, not we're not going to have to do anything. We're not going to have to jump over uh, tall buildings or or do anything outrageous, superhuman. We just live like we're supposed to live. Allow our faith to direct every aspect of our life. Then we will be the positive role model we need to be. I think that's exactly right. Let's let's uh, let's go to our last break, Jacob, and then get into the last segment of our study that we want to look at. And that is we want to look at what our our question was, what are the worst things one might do to destroy his or her influence? Um, I think that, you know, as we often do, we can learn from 
negative things. We can learn what not to do. David in Cookville, quickly before our break, uh, he he echoes what I just said. I had not read his comments, but they were here before I began mine, but they are in line with what I just said. He says, uh, what can we do? He said, just doing our duty before the Lord does not have to be magnificent, magnificent things. For example, the poor widow who cast in her two mites in Mark chapter 12, verse 42. There was a, someone who was doing something rather insignificant, casting in her two mites. But she was an example she, to the people then. She still is today. He goes on and references uh, Dorcas, who made tunics and garments for the widows in Acts 9, verses 36 through 39. And others are examples of those who serve as role models because they did their duty. And uh, certainly, don't have to do anything that's outrageous or, or phenomenal. Do your duty. Do what you can do. Serve God like you should, and you'll be a role model that will be an example and an encouragement to others. So thank you, David, for those comments tonight. We're going to get to the last break, and when we come back, we'll take your comments going to the top of the hour, talking about examples and role models. Join in on the discussion during this break. These guys are doing all of the talking. We need to hear from you. Call in now. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. I'm Tom Goodall, a member of College View Church of Christ. Do you have a question about what has been said on the virtual Bible study tonight? Perhaps you disagree with something that was said, or would just like more information about what you've heard. If so, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact us with any questions or comments that you might have. Email us at questions at collegeview.com, and we can discuss any of your questions or comments with you privately or over email. Or if you would like to speak with someone in person, call us at 931-381-4567. Our promise to you is that we'll do our very best to give you a Bible answer for anything that we do or teach, and that we will do so in a loving manner. So if you have any questions or comments about our program tonight or any Bible subject, email us at questions at collegeview.com or call 931-381-4567. Thanks for listening to tonight's virtual Bible study, and we hope to hear from you soon. My name is Cole, and I'm eight years old. My name is Thomas, and I'm seven years old. And our families love to listen to the virtual Bible study. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues. And we're back on the virtual Bible study, waiting to hear from you on the program tonight. We do need your participation at 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. As we talk about our influence, and uh, we want to know... Uh, and understand that we are going to be an influence, positive or negative. We have only two options. We can be a good influence that we should be, and if we're not being the influence that we should be, if we're not living as we should, we're a negative influence. No doubt about it, no way around it. A lot of people, Dad, as we said, think that they can live any way that they please, and it won't matter because nobody's going to be influenced by little old me. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is people are influenced exactly right. by me. And, and the point we've just been stressing is we've got to make our example a priority. We've got to realize that we're doing this. We're, we're influencing people, and we've got to make sure we're influencing them for right. Uh, Jared says in Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 through 10, we see that Paul literally worked to make sure he was being a good example. Second Thessalonians 3, uh, verse 6, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which you received of us. For yourselves know how we ought to, uh, how ye ought to follow us. For we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you, neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you, not because we have not power, 
but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. Paul said that they had worked, and as Jared said, literally, he had literally worked with labor and travail night and day to be an example to them. So he saw the importance of it, and he worked at it. You know, we think about things that we can do in service to God, and a lot of times we think about uh, we think about the big noticeable things. But we need to be giving diligence, as Paul was, every day. How, what kind of example things. am I going to be? Even in the little things. How can I be an encouragement to someone else? How can I set the proper example? And think about each action that we're doing. Does this help or hurt my influence? And if it hurts my influence, I'm not going to do it. Exactly right. Well, let's talk about the, our last question is what were some of the worst things that a person might do to harm their influence? Steve answers hypocrisy will kill a role model's influence. If one does not genuinely follow his own words, he will not be read. He will not be. He will not readily move others to abide by them. He not, he will not be able to readily move others to abide by them. I think that's exactly right. Hypocrisy is a big problem. And so uh, hypocrisy being inconsistent, say one thing and do another that will definitely ruin your influence. And those comments are coming into the chat room as well. Jason in, Pitts, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, he says tonight that we need to be careful to be uh, of being a bad influence. Even Peter had this problem, and that is an amazing fact, that Peter had the problem of being a bad influence. You think about all the good things that Peter did. You think about how instrumental he was in preaching the gospel, the first gospel sermon, he was even uh, the one who taught the first Gentiles the gospel. What a, a great influential person. But notice, as, as Jason reminds us of Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 beginning, Peter was a bad influence because of a decision that he made. One decision that he made, and he was a bad influence. In verse 11 of Galatians chapter 2, But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. A bad thing for Peter to do that. Peter was a great person, a great influence. But notice the result of Peter doing that in verse 13 of Galatians 2. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas was also carried away with their dissimulation. And the he, word dissimulation there is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. And that hypocrisy was an influence on uh, those he was around. Um, and also, uh, we have David in Cookville. He says uh, probably hypocrisy is uh, the worst way to damage our influence. Paul, after noting the hypocrisies of the Jews, said to them, For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you in Romans chapter 2, verse 24. So again, David sees the problem of hypocrisy. Inconsistency and hypocrisy. That was the, you know, Jesus' strongest words of condemnation all during his public teaching was of the scribes and Pharisees. He called them hypocrites. There's a whole essay on that in Matthew chapter 23 where he used strong words of rebuke. He said in Matthew 23, verse 2, The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seats. All therefore, whatsoever they bid you to observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. They bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. They tell everybody else what to do, and they won't do it themselves. In Romans chapter 2, verse 21, Paul said, Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? In other words, he's, the old expression, Jacob, is you've got to practice what you preach. If you don't, 
People will see it, and you will ruin your influence. David goes on and says, hypocrisy can not only ruin our influence for good, but also influence people in a negative way. I think he's agreeing with what we said. If, if you're not being a good influence, you're going to be a negative influence. And hypocrisy will make sure that you are both not a good and a negative influence at the same time. All right. And now uh, here's another thing that I've added to my list of things that has the potential to ruin your influence, and that is be unreliable. You know, on the job, in the workplace, someone who is unreliable, uh, somebody you just can't count on, that's a bad thing in the workplace. It's bad for morale uh, among other employees, and it's certainly not efficient to getting the job done. And it's it's that problem in the church, too, people who can't be relied on. Uh, Proverbs 25, verse 19 Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. In other words, you, you've got a you've got a, a fellow who's not faithful, not consistent. It just it's 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 terrible in all respects. All right. Um, so uh, we see another person in Second Timothy chapter four who was not consistent. He wavered in his conviction, and look at the bad influence he was. In Second Timothy chapter four, verse nine, beginning, "Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world." Someone there who was inconsistent in his service to God. What a yeah. discouragement he was to Paul. Yeah, and that, those are some of Paul's final words by inspiration, apparently written just shortly before he was executed. And here, this man Demas had been such a discouragement; he couldn't be counted on. He was unreliable. And if if you are an unreliable person, you run hot and cold. Sometimes you're there, but other times you you just uh, missing in action. Those kind of things are devastating to your influence. And so, un, being unreliable, just you just can't count on you. If don't be that way, be be consistent and and always be such a person that others know where you stand, know that they can count on you. You've got an interesting thing in your notes here that another way to ruin our influence is one that I don't, I would not have thought of, but it certainly is a, a good point. Be unfriendly, and that can ruin your influence. How so? Well, um, I remember an instant incident that happened where a Christian was telling us about how he had just recently just really confronted a fellow and just told him off, just gave him a good piece of his mind. And he was he was almost sort of uh, uh, well I don't, I don't know I don't probably the word bragging about it isn't right but it was almost as if he was satisfied with he was pretty satisfied with himself the way he put that guy in his place and and the question was asked not to him directly but the question was later asked do you think he could have turned around and invited that guy to church the guy he just you know treated with that disrespect. No, I mean, that guy was not going to accept an invitation to do anything with that fellow, much less go to church with him. And so, you know, by being unfriendly, being coarse, hard, uh, a difficult person, an unfriendly person, we could we could definitely ruin our influence so that others wouldn't care to know what we know about Jesus Christ. All right. 877-381-4567. There's time for you to get in on the phones. Let us know your thoughts today over the phone or send your emails to questions at collegeview.com. Join in on the chat room. Yeah, being unfriendly certainly can take any uh, opportunity that someone might have had to look up to your example and uh, can totally ruin that. So it's an excellent point. How about our our attitude in times of frustration? How can that uh, affect our influence? Being quick-tempered, losing your temper. You know, losing your temper is a a word picture. Uh, it, It comes from the idea of, of tools, tools that are hardened, uh, hardened steel. 
But when tools that uh, are made of hardened steel lose their temper, they're good for nothing. And there's sort of an analogy there with a man who loses his temper. He, 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 uh, under frustration or some other provocation, he just loses his cool. He loses his temper. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1 has a good uh, example of that and how that you can influence someone good or positively or negatively based on your temper. Uh, verse 15, chapter 15, verse 1 of Proverbs, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So there, my temperament can affect you. Either I, I, get, I have a soft answer when I'm frustrated and I can turn away your wrath, or if I really want to be a bad influence to you, I just need to, to, to say the right words in my haste, in my temper, and I can cause you to, to sin as well. Yeah, there's some other verses there in Proverbs. Proverbs 14:29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. There's a lot of statements like that in the Proverbs telling us to be careful about our temper and be careful with our words. Um, you know, all of us probably would regretfully say that there have been times when we said things we wish we hadn't said. We wish we could have our words back. But you just that, that doesn't happen. Uh, Colossians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Use your words carefully, just like you use salt carefully to season your food. A little is good, too much is a ruination. Same with your words. A few, a few words may be very good and helpful. If we say the wrong thing and say too much, we're going to ruin our influence. All right. We have an interesting comment coming in from Jared in Cookville tonight. He says, I think the, this age of social media is a good example of influence. We can use it for good or it can be used for evil. What about social media? Jared brings up... Uh, that uh, in the discussion tonight, uh, social media, can it be used for, for good? Certainly, I think it can. Uh, a lot of people are using You're talking about Twitter and MySpace and Facebook and all that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, a lot of people are using uh, these uh, forms of media to, well, we see uh, examples uh, even in, uh, uh, in the news of people using social media to promote their sinfulness. That's right. That that would be my caution there. I mean, I think you could potentially use these things for good. I hope we are with with some of the things we're doing. But there's there's also the the ten, there's the strong possibility of bad. The MySpace has been famous for uh, illicit things happening on MySpace, uh, and I think probably Facebook and Twitter probably will could trend, trend to that direction as well. So you just got to be careful. But now I do know there are a lot of people who are using the social media to prompt Bible discussion on certain topics and uh, to uh, sort of spark an interest in spiritual things with with their friends in the social uh, networks on the Internet. So those can be good things. So I think Jared makes a good point there. That's right. A um, couple, couple more. Go ahead. Well, we have another uh, example from Harv in Pennsylvania. Uh, the Pennsylvania uh, folks are helping us out in the chat room tonight. He says, if we answer Bible questions with opinion rather than showing someone the answer from God's word, even if our opinion is based in truth, it's just our opinion unless we show people from the word of God. The way we handle the word of God and is an example to people. If I repeatedly uh, give answers in the scriptural realm based upon my opinion or the opinion of others and don't show respect for God's word and use it for the basis and foundation of my, uh, my life spiritually, then I show other people by my example that I don't value it, and uh, and I encourage them to not value it as well. I encourage them to value their opinion and the opinion of so-called learned men 
over the, what the scriptures teach. And so I think Harv is on onto something good there. Good point, Harv. A uh, couple more quick suggestions for just about out of time, but uh, if you want to ruin your influence, Jacob, be unwilling to admit that you're wrong when you are wrong. Okay. Just uh, you know, never, never admit to being wrong. Proverbs 12 verse 15: The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Be able to say you're wrong when you are wrong, and and definitely don't have a haughty spirit, a proud attitude, acting like you're better than others. Uh, Paul said in Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 let nothing be done through strife or vain glory but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves that's the attitude we ought to have uh, a proud arrogant haughty attitude uh, when you try to act like you're better than others that definitely that that's distasteful to everybody and it's going to definitely ruin your influence all right well we had a good discussion about our influence but the thing we need to take away from the discussion tonight dad is we can't control who uh, people will look up to in the entertainment world or in the sports realm as influences. But we are going to be a role model. We are an influence, and it's going to be a good influence or a bad influence. It can't be in the middle of the road. What is our influence, and how are we uh, making decisions to make sure that our influence is the best it can be? Exactly right. Something every Christian needs to think about. All right. We appreciate uh, your time tonight, and we hope that... Uh, that you benefited from our discussion of God's Word. Dad, thank you for your time and the good discussion tonight. Thanks, Jacob. And Thanks we, again to Gordon Mead yeah. for our new set. All right. Thank you for that. It's a very the first the first run of it wasn't too bad tonight. We didn't have anything that fell off of of the new the new desk here, so we'll just get better from here. So That's thank exactly you, right. thank you for that, uh, Gordon. And uh, we look forward to you being back here next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 9.30 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.